What would you do if I potted a cast? Would you stand up and podcast on me? Lend me your ears, it's a toxic podcast, and I'll try not to pot out of cast. Oh, I podcast alone in a room. Oh, it's a very sad thing that I do. Do you listen to Toxic Podcast? Of course not, nobody does. Then why do you keep doing Toxic Podcast? There's no funny answer for that. Hey everyone, uh, welcome to Toxic Podcast. I'm Alejandro Collini. This is a mini episode. We're going to do a mini episode. I'm going to, there are a variety of reasons for the fact that this is a mini episode. All of them are uh, logistical in nature and not as interesting as my logline. Here's my logline. This is my alone podcast. It's my podcast that I do alone. I wouldn't wish it on anywhere, on anyone else. Whoa, okay. All right, all right, all right. Pull up, pull up, pull up. We, um... That, of course, you might you might remember my uh, you might remember my theme song, the the Toxic Podcast theme song. I wrote and recorded that myself. Um, it's a little just a little homage to the episode that I recorded yesterday that I threw out. The reason there's a mini episode is that I recorded an episode yesterday of, of that I about Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, the Beatles album, and I recorded it after work, and I was not in a good headspace and the entire episode is me angrily yelling there's no jokes i drop my own bit have like i recorded the episode and i was like oh the world can't see this and i deleted i didn't even it's not even like a lost episode i delete i didn't want to remember that i behaved that way (laughs) um but I, so I was gonna, I, I, I was scrambling for, I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna begin because overall, I think over the course of Toxic Podcast, I'm gonna be talking a lot about the DC superhero movies that they're making right now. I think those are in many ways just incredibly spectacular examples of toxic media, of sort of my favorite kind of toxic media, which is the like sustained catastrophe uh, of, of like the intentional sustained catastrophe the mood kind of like Footloose the movie that is doing exactly what it wants to be doing it's not like messing up it's not like oh this isn't right like it's oh it's oh it's so beautiful so I was gonna I was gonna do Man of Steel and then I watched I well I realized it, in terms of the amount of data that I have left in the month I don't have a ton of time I shouldn't have told you that that's not a that's not a good reason for not giving you the full amount of content you deserve but as I was watching Man of Steel uh, well I just the Krypton sequence the first 20 minutes of the movie 20 entire minutes take place on Krypton. So this is, this, okay, this mini episode is just, it's the first 20 minutes of Man of Steel. It's Death of Krypton. Next week, we're going to talk about the rest of Man of Steel because we need to, because I really want to spend time with you talking about Man of Steel. And I might also, Jesus Christ, I might need to plug the computer in at some point uh, because I'm running out of battery. You know what? We'll, we'll address that. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, is there anything I need to apologize for from last week? Yeah, I'm sure there is. I'm certain that there is. Um, but, oh, you know what, I was, I, uh, last week, hey, last week, you're welcome. You're welcome for last week's episode. It was a delight. I'm a delightful guy. Uh, no one will ever hear my Sergeant Pepper's, uh, my screeds. Um, but, uh, yeah, Man of Steel, uh, you may know, I'm, I'm certainly way, way too steeped in superhero, uh, uh, uh projects and culture right now. So I... 
forgive me if sometimes I talk as though certain uh, aspects of my uh, knowledge set are like uh, everyone has them. Uh, but I, I, the the Marvel Universe started in 2008 over the course of the last decade has built a like intricately interconnected and developed universe filled with multiple characters who now are like appearing in combined storylines uh, in ways that, in my opinion, are spectacular. You don't have to like those movies in order to acknowledge that no one's ever, like, accomplished anything like that before. And for better or worse, it has changed the face of movies. DC, I think, wanted to have one as well. They fudged it with Green Lantern. Green Lantern is not... It, Green Lantern is kind of fun, but it's not, you know, it's not a very good movie. And then uh, they really just put pedal to the metal on on trying to create their interconnected universe and they gave it to Zack Snyder who is the I mean he just everything is so intense with that guy he's he is so like he's like goth Michael Bay like everything's exploding and everyone's sad and all the big men are they're all just like just oh my god the the heavy-handedness of like let's just let's just talk about this Krypton sequence. Let's just talk about the beginning of the movie Man of Steel because first of all, this is a Superman movie. You know, he's faster than a speeding bullet. He's more powerful than a locomotive. He wears red and blue. And most of the Superman media you see, like he operates in the daytime. He's like literally the antithesis of Batman, right? Oh my God! It could be the the movie should start with Superman being cool. They, <laughs> <laughs> it's like this movie is like I think maybe it kind of wants to be like Batman Begins but for Superman in a sense but the decision okay the decision to put this much Krypton stuff up top is positively psychotic <laughs> I don't understand it at all I, you know what this might not be a great episode but I love talking about these DC movies I'm having a great time and really that's much better than me just screaming about the Beatles what a what a nightmare that was um, you know, sitting in a van, sitting in the fucking van I drive for work, parked in a... That's the first time I've ever said that. I'm kind of... I, I I told my coworker that I had to record audio in the van, so I'm... I guess it's okay that I sometimes record audio in that van, but, uh... Hey, that van, not a good vibe. Uh... <laughs> not a... That's not a... That's not exactly a podcast loft. Uh, is the van I drive for work in a parking lot nearby my work. <laughs> at the end of a day of work um right now oh you know what you want to know where i am right now my father's apartment i'm in my father's park slope apartment and it is very nice it's very clean it's very cool i've been running the air conditioner i can't believe i just feel like oh my god i'm 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 okay everyone i'm doing fine i'm depressed i can tell i'm depressed it's been getting hard it's but like i'm i'm telling you that because i'm taking action I'm I'm putting I'm putting the toothpaste back in the tube. They say you can't do that, but they haven't met old old tooth uh, tooth expert Alejandro Colini here. Um, where was I? Okay, we begin on Krypton. We begin on Krypton. Uh, we begin with Superman's birth, and this. So a lot of this is canon, and Zack Snyder also has this this disease of literalism, where like. You know, he, he, they gave him the Watchmen movie and he just made, like, shot for shot a panel-to-panel -panel reconstruction of that comic book to a degree that is so weird. Like, that's not how you make a movie out of a comic book, in my opinion, at the very least. But 
but some I, I guess some people kind of like that like level of fealty to a to a source you know i i would assume uh, because he was handed the reins of the entire dc interconnected universe um but you know the movie again should begin with fun superman stuff it begins with um superman's mom given birth and um She's, like, alone in this... Again, all of this is canon, but, like, this is the first, like, li- live birth? Is that how they say it? I guess so. But, like, this is the first, like, natural birth that's happened in Krypton in, like, centuries. I mean, it's never fully explained the stuff about the bloodlines, but, like, Superman's birth is a huge deal. Everything about everything about Superman is so, so fucking important all the time. I, you know, I've been trying to like that character more. I've been trying to, like, get inside... Because I watched... I've been watching... I've been watching cartoons. I've literally, I've been watching uh, Superman and Batman cartoons from the nineties. And like, I, those Superman cartoons, like I like that Superman, I guess, I guess I do. I don't know. You really need to start with soup. You really need to start in media in Superman res, like whatever, whatever. So we're on Krypton. Russell Crowe is the lead. Russell Crowe is the star of this episode of toxic podcast. Cause again, we're just talking about the Krypton section. Uh, and Russell Crowe is, uh, he is like tending to, um, Laura, Laura Jorette, Laura L. Oh God. Superman's mom, uh, who is giving birth to Superman. I'm going to keep just calling him Superman, even though he's still a baby. Um, and the, the music is swelling and she's like screaming and screaming and screaming and like childbirth. Uh, I can't fathom what it's like. Um, but this scene, like. The fact that, like, the, the, you as an audience member are supposed to feel like this is, like, like, the most intense thing that has ever happened ever. Well, I guess it's because, it's, it's, yeah, it's the, it's the only natural birth that's happened in Krypton in centuries. And so the muse, everything about it suggests that it's the most intense thing ever. And, and it's, and I guess it is, you know, it's the beginning of a life. I don't. I shouldn't, I shouldn't get down on Zack Snyder for, like, really, like, hamming. See, because I, I can't use that word hamming up because it's not, it's not ham. I don't know how it's appropriate to, to react while you're giving birth. You're allowed to scream. Jesus, I can't believe I said that. I feel so stupid. I feel like I really just, I'm the Zack Snyder of this podcast, to tell you that much. But, uh, yeah, so they give, Superman is, is birthed. And then we cut to to fucking Jor-El, Superman's dad, yelling at the Council of Krypton. Uh, they're like, the Council of Krypton, they're the dumbest idiots. Fuck the Council of Krypton, man. Every, and in especially, like, every Superman property I've ever seen, they're just the dumbest idiots. And, and Jor-El, he go, he's going to them, he's like, you, you harvested the core. I told you if you harvested the core, it would destabilize the planet. Now we're all going to die. And this one guy goes, well, we were out of energy. What did you want us to do? <laughs> wow, good answer, bro. And Jorel's like, "Oh, well, we need to look to the stars." And then this other lady is like, "Well, what do you want us to evacuate the whole planet?" And he's like, "No, everyone on the planet is dead. Like, you guys, you fucked up. You're dead." Uh, and then we hear gunfire, and Michael Shannon, in a positively overwhelming performance as General Zod enters with his like goons he is staging a military coup on this dying planet he's like fighting to be on the top of the trash heap um and he oh my god michael shannon gives a, an insane performance in this movie it's so good and it's it's i just also want to say it's so annoying that like everything revolves around superman's family superman's family fucking 
Fuck, fuck Krypton. Fuck Krypton so much. There shouldn't be nearly as much of this Krypton stuff. This should take five minutes. It's 20 minutes. The first 17 minutes of Saw take place in one room. 17. Not 20. Krypton. Jesus. All right. So Michael Shannon, he's, he's holding his coup. This, and I'm going to say it again. All of this stuff should be flash in. It should be in the middle of the movie. Because later in the next episode, when I have more time, we'll talk about the rest of the movie. But... Um, okay, so Russell Crowe needs to escape, the, the Council of Crypt, you know, the coup is going on. Zod is, like, shooting people, and he's screaming about how he's gonna purge the, you know, the, Russell Crowe keeps being like, oh, well, we need to forge a future for not just the bloodlines that you deem appropriate, but I don't, the, I don't, it's, it's that, all that stuff is vague. Maybe it's gonna get fleshed out. It's, again, I haven't, like, I just want to say, R.E. Man of Steel, I saw it in theaters on the night it came out, and it is so bad that I have been literally unable to watch it all the way through since. Literally unable. I'm Alejandro Collini, guys. I eat nails for breakfast, I drink nails for lunch, and I eat nails for dinner. My last episode was about Saw 4, and the violence underwhelmed me. That is how hard it is to watch Man of Steel. So, Russell Crowe escapes from the chaos the carnage and he leaps onto this flying creature which like so much fucking design energy went into krypton like it literally it feels like a star wars movie he's and he, he's like haraka come on the fucking the thing has a name the thing is named haraka and again, this is the thing i've been watching those superman cartoons there's no fucking haraka there's a lot of krypton stuff I, no haraka ci all right but uh, Haraka's his, like, faith... It's like a griffin. He's, like, riding a griffin around Krypton. And everything around him is exploding. It's just this, like, explosion point. It's this orgy of overwrought ham. And the music is so serious. And it's the most intense thing that's ever happened in the world. And I don't understand how any of... Like, we don't care. We don't care. We know what happens. We know that Krypton fucking explodes. We know that Kal-El makes it off the planet. There's so... I don't understand how Zack Snyder thinks that by just playing the music and having shit explode, it creates some sort of engagement that it's, it's, it's toxic. It's beautifully toxic. It is an explosion soup that Russell Crowe flies through on Haraka. And he goes, he has to do something extremely convoluted that doesn't matter. He's got to get something called the Codex. And they get, he like swims, he jumps into some water. There's so, it's, again, it's so long. It's so long. He's got to overpower some guards, I think. And the Codex is like, it looks like a, it looks like a Neanderthal skull with like weird glowy stuff in it. God, it's dumb. I can't believe they made Russell Crowe get in the water too. Like they, I know enough about film to know that filming in water sucks. Like it's, you know how you have to do a lot of takes. Imagine if you were in the water. Uh, I, I just can't believe he agreed to get in the water. Like this isn't a career making performance. It's just a paycheck for Russell Crowe. He's, he gets in the water. Wow. They soaked him. Fine. So, um, he gets back to his like house. He's like Haraka gets shot and he's like, oh, Haraka. He feels bad for Haraka. Oh my God, Haraka. But is it, uh, whatever. Um, he gets back to his house and, and uh, Laura is there and he's like, we're going to send him to earth. He's going to, his cells are going to drink up the radiation. He's going to be like a God to them, which leaves such a bad taste in my mouth. Like I thought it was just like, we want our son, like to have a decent life. But in this, in super, in this, in this DC universe, and maybe this is true of in across all 
properties. Again, I have not read Superman comics. I, I don't know, but like Russell Crowe's like, we're going to send him to earth and he's going to like remake the fucking earth, dude. Like he's going to be a, he's going to be a man who is super. That's my prediction. Like they won't stop talking about it, which ugh, 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 ugh. it's, I like that. I like it so much better when it's like, these are two parents who care about their child and the planet is dying and they have one opportunity to give their child a shot. So they shoot it into space and they don't even exactly know whatever. But uh, in any case, Zod's forces intersect on like the Citadel where, where Russell Crowe reveal he's all pre he's like, we had a kid. That's right. We fucked. Um, and Zod's like, I can't believe you fucked. Michael Shannon starts, oh my God, Michael Shannon, like it kind of reminds me of the Jesse Eisenberg performance in BVS DOJ where like, clearly they gave Michael Shannon this bad movie. They gave him a script and he looked at the script and he was like, okay, I get what they want. They want a crazy cackling supervillain. And like Michael Shannon in literally in the first 20 minutes of this movie, he does so many of your classics. He, like at one point he goes, no. And then at like at the, at the end when he's been imprisoned by the council of Krypton, they're about to like put him in for somatic reconditioning. He's like, I'll find your son. I'll find him. He, oh my God. That's like Zod is, I'm so excited to watch more Zod. Zod is, I'm, I have a hunch it'll be one of my favorite performances if I'm willing to really think about like the idea that this little, cause I saw Michael Shannon do like an Ionesco play at a, at a Brooklyn theater once. I just love, ah, you know, he's a great guy. He's a, he seems great. He seems super like he cares about acting and he doesn't really care about being a, you know, whatever. Hey, two thumbs up for Michael Shannon. <laughs> but, um. Oh my god, yeah, there's also, and then so, like, Superman's dad goes out to, like, meet all the forces, and he, like, puts on his, and it's, again, one of this movie, like, the things that this movie expects you to care about, the things that this movie thinks, you, like, he puts on this, like, battle suit, like, you're gonna be like, oh, I'm so excited to watch Superman's dad kick some ass, like, like, who, who watches this part of the movie and doesn't want it to be over? <laughs> We know what happens, and the music's like dun, 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 dun. like what's gonna happen? Oh my god, is is Kal El gonna make it off the planet? Do, is what if this? What if Man of Steel? Kal El doesn't make it off the planet, and the rest of the movie is just Zod ruling over a, the death of oh my god. So yeah, Kal El. They fire Kal El into the sky, and Michael Shannon's all mad. He stabs Russell Crowe. He tries to shoot Kal El out of the sky, but then suddenly, like the Council of Krypton, like kind of got their shit together and called the cops, and like. Um, a greater force of of uh, anti-rebellion ships arrives and uh, Zod and his, uh, you know, his council of command are placed un un into somatic reconditioning, which I think is probably a euphemism for the Phantom Zone. Um, and then, well, here's the weird thing, too, is, like, they put him in this, like, other dimension and then Krypton fucking explodes. Like, Krypton dies, so really, they kind of... The Council of Krypton really fucked up. Like, the, the punishment should have been, you have to stay here on Krypton with us while we all die because we harvested our core. <sighs> and also, the, it's ridiculous of me to pretend that the harvesting the core thing is, like, shows ex 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 exceptional stupidity on the part of the Council of Krypton because that's, you know, obviously it's a metaphor for what we're doing to Earth and living on Earth right now is... Just so profoundly toxic. This like life is toxic. Like that's why that's why things are. I'm starting. It's starting to feel like if you're in a good mood, you're a bad person. Like just existing in the present time. Like how do you be? How is it not an act of of toxicity to to live your life and just be like I'm having a great day? 
But in any case, um, Crypt Time dies. So, uh, you know, the uh, Laura, while Krypton is exploded, she looks out at the sky and she says, make a better world than ours, Kal-El. Again, this shit where they're like, oh, it's, it's so... And I also, like, as a kid who was raised by um, a parent who, like, instilled in me that I was a genius and that I was, like, special, that I was one of, like, a select handful of people in in even my my like caliber that like i am so egregiously above everyone else in terms of like abilities and intellect and like it it also makes you responsible for every like it's it's a fucked up thing to do to a child to tell your child that they're like that special and that it's like that important that they change the world it really infects your fucking life and it's a bad thing to do and i think as we will see in the next episode superman himself struggles with that burden um (laughs) so we usually end these episodes with like a little flight of fancy um i'm just like i want to work on this metaphor where like i'm superman (laughs) i'm superman because like my my mom told me that i was special um but like i'm like a really shitty superman obviously so like what are my abilities um well i i mean obviously clearly the ability to record this stupid podcast where I just watch things that make me unhappy. So I just want to, so really, again, I know that I've said this a million times, 20 minutes of the goddamn movie. That's 20 minutes of a two hour and 25 minute movie. And I, God, I'm so happy. I am about to press stop on this episode of the podcast and just keep watching the movie and keep taking notes during it. Um, and I guess we, we we will continue going on the journey of Henry Cavill. God, we haven't even met Henry Cavill. Oh, the the man of stone, the the stoniest a stone stones throw away from being able to act. God, I love that guy. All right. Um, anything else? I'm Superman. Uh, I'm very. I'm well. The thing with Superman is that he is special, which is also frustrating to me because like my whole journey has been about discovering that I'm vastly less special than I was told. <laughs> I'd like to speak to a manager because my it, I thought I was very special, and it turns out I'm exactly like fucking everyone else. Ugh. I'm just kidding. I'm very special. Okay, have a good one, everyone. Take care of yourselves. Goodbye. I'm Alejandro Colini. This has been Toxic Podcast. I got to admit, it's Toxic Podcast. It's Toxic Podcast all the time.